Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. It's Sunday, October 12th. It's the JV team, people. Remember that from Fridays, Woo! back where we belong. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. Our big sisters are off doing important things. So it's just me, Sheila, and Monica. Uh, Monica, you're in Portland, Oregon today. How's everything there? Great. Good to be with you, ladies. Good okay. to be back with the threesome. I know. Don't worry. It's an Ebola-free newscast. All right. And then, Sheila, you're there in South Pasadena. What's happening with you? There's always Uh, something going on. Well, I'm hanging tough, but, Leanne, I just wanted to say they missed you at Aqua Zumba this morning. (laughs) I didn't go. I know you didn't. I was looking for you. It was a light class, but, boy, she was – I mean, Monica, if you've – you cannot believe this Aqua Zumba instructor at our pool. <laughs> she had miles an hour. She's Why? going uh, just a gorgeous Brazilian woman, and she had a sling on her arm. Yeah, and she was still making the move. So. <laughs> Good for her. I have to tell you, though, Sheila, I did go back midweek. I went to the Wednesday class. <laughs> Even though I completely dismissed it a week ago, it is a compelling It's a compelling exercise. And I just, I got back in the pool Wednesday night and did my thing. So Good for you, Leah. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little cloudy today. I just didn't go. Didn't go. I had an extra cup of coffee and, and bailed. But I may swim later. All right. We have, um, we have a full show. It's not uh, heavy or anything, but it's full. Sheila has a very important... Important, um, personalized pan pizza announcement she'd like to make. <laughs> Monica, Monica got eyeglasses and Woo. I saw something in a grocery store that grossed me out. So that pretty much covers. So if you were expecting something more, you've tuned into the wrong show. Uh, but uh, Sheila. Wait, I have some actual news oh, here, Leah. Okay, go, go for it then. Big surprise. Um, I'm bringing news forth to the podcast. <laughs> no, is. I. I just wanted to bring up um, the Nobel Peace Prize yeah. winners, in particular the young 17-year-old Pakistani woman, Malala. I won't try to pronounce her last name. She won the Nobel Peace Prize this week. She's 17 years old. She was the woman, the young woman, who was shot two years ago, shot in the head uh, because of her beliefs, and her main cause has been um, education for women. And uh, she is an absolutely incredible person. And I thought it was time for me to present current events to my third grade class. I thought this Mm -hmm. was a story that was worth presenting. Mm -hmm. I actually teared up. When I turned on my computer that morning and saw her face, I got choked up. Oh, I know. And um, I will not do what Naomi Campbell did uh, this this week. (laughs) What did she do? I missed it. Well, Naomi Campbell congratulated malaria on winning. Oh, wow. Autocorrect. That's rough. Uh, You're right. (laughs) And, I mean, it's the same, and it's not a joking matter, but it's the same as um, that Hilaria, the the yoga instructor who who got married to do... um, (laughs) To um, the, uh, the 
Baldwin. Alec, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Is her, is her, her name is Hilaria, I think. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back. So I think they pronounce it Ilaria, not Hilaria. <laughs> <laughs> not right. like it's a disease for women. Hilaria. No. Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know where you're going. Well, so back to Malala. Mm-hmm. Back to Malala. So I get my computer and there's a reason that I don't use media in the classroom there you know everything is tech now but there's a reason especially with third graders so i brought up the story on cnn mm-hmm. we i told them all about why she won and and the kids were wrapped i mean they were really interested and then i made the mistake of playing the video of her yeah. speech so it wasn't the video itself the speech was beautiful and the kids were really getting it it was what happened after the video ended Apparently, there were some ads oh. on the screen that were not appropriate. Oh, because, no. Yeah, because all of a sudden, one of my um, little eight-year-old students raises his hand wildly. Miss Dolan, Miss Dolan, they're inappropriate ads. We're watching inappropriate ads right now. I mean, apparently, his parents have told him to just just shout that out. If something comes up on the screen, that's inappropriate. And of course that ruined the entire story. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? So as, as soon as the kids hear the word inappropriate, they go looking for, and of course I'm trying to like sh- close my lid on my computer, which isn't that, which didn't actually disconnect the picture on the screen because it's media. So, and I'm not good with media. So I finally found the button to, to close the screen off, but it was just a moment. A yeah. moment of, um, you know, just some nice current events, some a hopeful story being dis- destroyed by the word inappropriate. <laughs> well, at least you tried. <laughs> and what's going to get back to the parents is not the fact that I brought up the story right. of the 17-year-old Nobel Peace Prize winner. What was, was the ad for? Like Viagra or Cialis something? Or... I, I don't want to say the word because we said we were having an Ebola-free show. Oh, okay. <laughs> But somehow, I don't know how there was a picture of Ebola with something inappropriate next to it. I don't know. But the child said, inappropriate, Ebola. And then I just went wildly trying to shut off my screen. (laughs) Now, I don't know if it actually was Ebola. It could have been something else. Yeah. Woo. What a morning. Well, I had, so after a long week of trying to do a lot of different things in the classroom, it was a Friday night. And um, I made a deliberate plan that night. I wanted to basically anesthetize myself with a personal pan pizza. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know if there's a food item in your life that maybe once a year you decide to just go for, go for it. Yeah, mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the item. A bowl? A big Did old you... bowl of delicious mac and cheese. <laughs> I, I, that is a good one, Leah. Yeah, yeah. Monica, how about you? Do you have a food that you just, you know that you're going to go go into a coma after you eat it? I would say a big, big hamburger, big juicy hamburger, Ooh. cheeseburger. Well, you know, you, you all mentioned the one item, which I think is the one of the yeah. main ingredients. There are three ingredients that will cause you to go into a food coma. That cheese is one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it, you know. And salt is the other. And then any kind of white flour. Right? <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, hey, Dr. I, Dolan. 
So I thought that I, I had, I, I go to a different level because I order the gluten-free um, white pizza, but it still has cheese. <laughs> it still has salt. Mm-hmm. And then the gluten-free crust has extra sugar in it. So there you go. It's yeah. not, it's not just, it's wheat-free, but it's not sugar-free. So you're eating a sugary, cheesy, salty, uh, gluten-free, you know, um, item. But here's the thing. My, the personalized pizza is for many persons. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> they, I mean, when was, basically a personalized pan pizza is about four to five slices. Mm-hmm. And when was the last time you sat down and chowed four to five pieces of pizza? Yeah, a long time ago. Long like, time ago. I mean, two pieces is two pieces of pizza. That's a serving. That is. That's right. a serving. Four is just way too much. And I think this is actually bordering on five pieces. Four the, is like a belly buster. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I busted a lot of things on Friday night. A so bu- here. Oh, <laughs> pants. And here's. I, I mean, I have it delivered because it's just it's it's so it's so demoralizing to order this pizza. So I call up my place. Now, there's a place in South Pass, Leanne, called Mama's. Oh, I've seen it. I've never had pizza there. Mama's Brick Oven Pizza. Apparently, they boast that they have thin crust like New York. But it doesn't matter how thin the crust is. If you're eating five, four <laughs> to five pieces. <laughs> yeah. It's good it point. Does, <laughs> it it doesn't matter. So I call up, and of course my number is in their computer. So, and I, I'm just getting ready for this. I mean, this is a Friday night, once a year delight. So I, I said hi. Um, he goes Sheila. I said ah, uh. <laughs> oh yeah, hi. I said I'd like to order. He goes personalized pan pizza. <laughs> I said. Yeah, I actually yes, I'm gonna get the personalized pan pizza. He goes gluten free. Um, it's like yeah. he's reading your mind. Maybe you should date him. <laughs> um, and he goes the white pie, right, Sheila? White pie. I go yeah, all white though the white out. And um, and then he says, well done. I said, uh huh, well done. <laughs> so I get that delivered, and that's a personal pan pizza place. <laughs> They got everything about you in there. Your and, it, and it's just, it doesn't matter how much, how many years I've been doing this. I still am convinced that I'm not going to eat the whole personalized pan pizza. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, when I put it back into the oven, I get it really burnt the way I like it. And just that crust, that gluten-free crust, it is just, it's mess, it's mesmerizing. <laughs> And I play a little game, you know, just keep it in the oven. And and it's like four hours over the course of four hours watching Netflix. I will eat that personalized pan pizza and then and then go into the coma. Um, But, you know, uh, I I just think pizza is not for middle aged women. I don't (laughs) think we should do it at all. I know. Yeah. It's, I agree with you, Sheila. I do. It's, it's just really one piece is more than enough. That's the problem now. That is, that is the problem. I, I sometimes go, Joe, just take the cheese off the top. That's how I deal with multiple pieces of pizza. (laughs) Just, just eat the cheese. That's, that's a lot of cheese. It is, but. And what do you do with that? You just put it right in the garbage or you give it to your sons? uh, Sometimes, uh, no, they don't eat. (laughs) 
<laughs> striped off cheese. No, I, I I eat the cheese and then I put I take the crusty the crustiest of the crust. I just eat the top half and and put the bulk of the crust in the garbage. That's what okay. I do. So it's a speaking, touch of crust. Speaking of cheese, last night I was watching my favorite travel show, um, Globe Trekkers, and they were in Switzerland. And this woman took a train to the town of Air. <laughs> and I'm lying. I was on the couch alone. I was thinking, I'd like to go to Gruyere someday. Oh, you you can, you can go all by yourself, baby. <laughs> that would be quite. That that's a bucket list yeah. trip. <laughs> Going to Gruyere. Well, the good news is it'll be another year before I do that. Sure, sure it will. Just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> they have your order. They must. You must order it more than once a year. Just admit that to yourself. At least be honest. All right, sisters. Well, moving on. Um, I, you know, every once in a while, again, once a year, I check the uh, wedding celebrations in the New York Times just to see what funny, what funny people are getting married this week. And um, I have a goodie. I have a goodie. I think you're going to appreciate this. I'm going to read off the first and last names of the bride and the groom. The bride is coming first, and it's going to be hard to get through this <laughs> in one shot. Here we go. Uh, Prudence Pfeiffer and <laughs> I haven't even gotten through the bride's names. <laughs> Prudence Pfeiffer and Charles Fulford <laughs> Fulford the third. Pfeiffer and Fulford. Oh my god. Prudence Pfeiffer and Charles Fulford the third. I mean when that wedding invitation came out, I mean, the, 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 the calligrapher must have been... <laughs> Too many apps. She said, like, I mean, it's just... It's Prudence Pfeiffer and Charles Fulford III. Oh, man. At least it wasn't Charles Fulford IV. Okay. Okay. The, the, the bride, of course, will continue to use her name for... for, 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 for Professionally, professionally, Prince Pfeiffer, professionally. <laughs> Thank God she's not hyphenating. <laughs> oh, she's oh, not. She's not hyphenating. She went to Yale, PhD in art history from from Harvard. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe she was a Fulbright scholar. Prudence Pfeiffer, <laughs> a Fulbright. She maybe she had full. Full scholarship on a Fulbright. <laughs> I hope she's not listening. I know. She's probably a loyal listener. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay, now the, the, the groom, Charles Fulford III, um, <laughs> doesn't seem like he has to do much, right, with a name like that? No. Oh. Is there lineage involved? <laughs> he, he doesn't, as a matter of fact. I think she's the breadwinner. Uh, Prudence is the breadwinner. And Charles, um, Charles basically invented um, a, a new bourbon. Uh, basically, <laughs> he's the creative CEO of Pinhook Bourbon, um, based in Versailles, Kentucky. Wherever that is, Versailles, Kentucky. Of course it's Versailles. He's Charles Fulford III. <laughs> um. Uh, the groom's previous marriage ended in divorce. 
I guess he couldn't find a woman with enough F's in her, in, in her name the first time around. But, um, oh, good luck. The Prudence Pfeiffer. Anyway, they seem like a nice couple. <laughs> yes. And, um, and that is that is one wedding invitation. I wish I had seen that boy. <laughs> that that's just that's classic. Prudence Pfeiffer and Charles Fulford the <laughs> third. And that's it. That's all from me. Okay. Well, thank you, Sheila. Ooh. Ooh. Get ourselves back together. Okay, Monica report. Um, I want to tell you a little saga of my new eyeglasses. So I decided to jump in and see an eye doctor and have my eyes examined because I think I told you about how I almost failed the driver test um, when I had to renew my license. So I went comprehensive eye exam, took like two hours, very professional doctor of optometry. I just wanted to move beyond my cheap reader glasses. So she gave me a prescription for two pairs of glasses one was going to be bifocals both bifocals we discussed the progressive lenses and she said are you prone to car sickness and the minute she said that i was car sick (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't even she said some people have difficulty adjusting she said i said you see them moving their heads up and down up and down i was like nope car sickness right there so she suggested the bifocal so i was really excited went to a lovely um eyeglass shop and got a very pretty pair of now i'm gonna call them uh sort of a blonde tortoise shell oh nice right. I thought it was nice. So I thought, I'll just start with the first pair of bifocals and see how they go. So it was going to be computer reading. And I picked them up, and I put them on last week. I was very excited to get them, and I was just immediately seasick. Yeah. My head was just swimming. I just, I could not, first of all, I could not believe what I was seeing. Like, the definition. (laughs) Like, what you had been missing. What I had been missing, everything was like so sharply focused. <laughs> it was just incredible, the detail that you can see on your computer screen when you can actually see. It is. Wow, it is. It is. And so I was completely avoiding the bottom little window there, the reading thing, because that made me completely seasick. So I found over the course of the week, I just kept moving my chair farther back from the screen. Oh, there you go. There you go. So if I sit like against the back wall of my office (laughs) and look at my computer screen, I'm good. But it's hard to type that way. So I just, I, I think there's going to be a period of adjustment. And I guess I just didn't realize how hard it was going to be to get used to the up, down, seasickness, swimming feeling. And I'm wondering if that's going to go away. I think my glasses are too strong. It could I be. It, I, I've had this issue with my glasses. I, or I they're just off and you. it does take a while to get used to them and you might not get used to them. I know. I think I'm seeing too much. I don't need all that. <laughs> all the sight? You don't need all the detail? I don't need all that detail. 
when I'm tired, I can see how the little reading glasses are going to come in handy. So, you know, let's just say I had like a raging headache last, all last oh, week yeah. at the end of the day, which is not good. And yeah. now I've paid, you know, even though I have insurance, I paid like $100 extra for these glasses and they're really lovely and right. they have real glass lenses as opposed to my plastic drugstore ones. So well, well, if they've given you the wrong lenses or if it's not working, they will replace them once for free, Monica. So don't just I, abandon well, ship. If you really well, I, keep having the headaches, go back because really, they'll I, readjust them. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the wrong lenses though. I think that was the way my eyes tested when I was in the office. I mean, I think they put the right lenses in there. I just think the prescription is just super strong for me. So well, my, my theory is like my eyes are only going to get worse. So maybe somewhere <laughs> down the road. Oh, that's classic. That's <laughs> classic. You're not Monica, isn't it? Yes. Like, you have to go back, Monica. You have to go back. You paid for them. Just tell them what's going on. Well, they, they they can't. The glasses shop has the prescription from the doctor, so they can't just change the lenses. You know what I mean? I I, I don't know if it's a peer, if I have to get used to them or if they're just too strong. I mean, they're strong. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, well, I've I've I mean, I it sounds like you need the strong. <laughs> I do. I would, you know what I would suggest? Pop a couple of Dramamine and, and, and read like that, you know? Put your head on the desk and drool all day. Yeah. I mean, that's not a solution. I, I don't know what the solution is. I'm, so I'm trying a little breaking in period. I'm going to wear them at work for my work for like an hour or two each day and just see how it goes. I mean, one thing's for sure. Uh, it's super sharp. I'm seeing things, which is good. That's not a bad thing. I feel like I could do neurosurgery at this point. Okay. <laughs> keep us posted. I'll keep you posted on that. I'll keep you posted. That was my big news this week. Whew. All right. Well, Friday night, I uh, I did something that was fun. It was a fundraiser for the cancer support community here in Pasadena, which is a great organization that provides free counseling for cancer patients and their families. Uh, you know, you remember when mom was diagnosed and we had so many questions and we needed to call people and get all these information. This is exactly what they do for free. So it's an organization, Sheila, you and I did that stand up routine for them a couple years ago. At oh, this, we killed. At we this killed ladies night out thing. So Monica, this fundraiser is, it's a crazy wacky fundraiser <laughs> that, it makes so much money because it is 250 women only, okay? Oh, my gosh. So it's all these ladies from Pasadena who go to these things all the time, but now they get to leave, like, their deadbeat husbands at home. Like, they're <laughs> so really cut loose with the girls. Yeah, and everyone gets all dressed up. There is a, there is a lot of blowouts happening. There is makeup happening. There's outfits from cocktail dresses to, like, sequins and blue jeans. It's all over the map. And there's uh, a silent auction, of course. There's food. There's beverages. Then there's the live auction, usually an inspirational speaker or some sort of entertainment. <laughs> and then the pièce de résistance is a band, uh, like an 80s band called Last Action Hero or Past <laughs> Action Hero. And everyone gets up and dances together. Oh, that Two- sounds fun. 
It is fun. It is fun, fun, fun. And then last year, inexplicably, they thought it would be fun to have like a belly dancer kind of do teaching, like teach the ladies to dance, do a little performance before the band kicked in. But literally, the company sent the wrong dancer. And so it was a stripper. So uh, a female stripper. So last year, after like I did the live auction, then a woman got up and started taking her clothes off. And people were like, huh, okay, all right. She had the tassels working. It was unbelievable. It was uh, confusing. Oh, my gosh. So uh, they asked me. When you said you did the live auction, were you the auctioneer? I was the auctioneer. Yes. Oh, man. It's that really hard. Calling out, you yes. know, $20 in the corner there, whatever they yes. do. Yes. Wow. Yes. It is really hard. Last year was how, the how first. How did you learn how to do this? You know, I've just been to a couple. I, I'm winging it. Uh Hopefully you have some good spotters or helpers in the room, um, but I'm really just winging it. So I, I can't say that I'm great at it, but um, I'm enthusiastic about it. So, <laughs> so, but it is really hard. So for me, it's a work night. So even though I got there at six and everyone's having fun and, oh, we're pink champagne and this and that, I, nothing. I had like not a drop to drink before I got on stage at nine to do that to do yeah. that auction because it's 10 items. You don't want to blow it. Most of them were good. Most of them went, you know, for a decent amount of money. Women don't bid like men bid. You know, they, they don't get into those competitive bidding situations. Women back out pretty quickly. Um, but there were some good items. So the ladies went for it, you know, the weekend at the four seasons and they had one like TV makeover. You got to be on a, a daily oh. TV show, and get a makeover. So that was, that went well. And, you know, a lot of them, it's sponsored by a luxury automobile dealer. So they're involved like Bentley and Jags, like take the Jag for the weekend. So it's the nuttiest fundraiser and it, it totally works. But here's the thing. So this year I decided to wear something sassy. I decided to go for it, ladies. I got the black jumpsuit. Okay. Got a black. Yes. I have been threatening to purchase a jumpsuit all season long. Uh, you know, I was an early proponent of the jumpsuit. I had three or four jumpsuits in college in the mid eighties from Henry Lair in Westport. I, you were out there. You were fashion forward, Leanne. You know, and those had like the big zippers in the front and everything. So those were sort of easy on, easy off jumpsuits. But right. Yeah, so I told my friend Paige, who sort of acts as an ad hoc stylist for me, I said, I think I'm wearing the black jumpsuit and then uh, just that flowy thing, like that filmy thing over it. Yeah. She goes, okay, here's what I got to tell you about the jumpsuit. Do not drink a drop of anything because it's impossible to go to the bathroom in the jumpsuit. <laughs> I was like, what? She goes, it's really complicated. Okay, I'm just warning you. I was like, okay, so I had that in my mind that this was going to be a highly complicated <laughs> operation. <laughs> And so, and, you know, and I did have the overlay and as I was putting it on, like the button near the neck was kind of one of those pearly buttons. It was a little tricky to get, you know, get on and off, but I thought I can execute this. But she said, leave yourself like a half an hour before you have to go on stage <laughs> to go to the bathroom. I was like, okay, that's good. It's good <laughs> advice. You have to take all of your clothes off. Pretty much. You have to take all, yes. I mean, not pretty, yeah. You got to take all your clothes off to go to the ladies' room. So uh, I went into the porta potty good and early. I did, I really liked it like an hour before I thought I was going to have to be on stage before the lines got going. <laughs> and uh, you guys, I had a complete and total like 
claustrophobic panic <gasps> attack meltdown oh, no. because it did in fact take me so long to get the pearl button off that I was like sweating and oh, then I had lit. to like roll down the jumpsuit and do the spanks and then I'm in the porta potty and I, I don't know if it timed out then the lights went out in the freaking oh, porta potty oh, and you know I'm claustrophobic anyway and I'm trapped in a porta potty like oh, oh, oh. naked to my ankles <laughs> could not even execute the mission i was freaking out so much that sounds so bad for so, you Leah. And i had to just pull everything up i was like i gotta get out of this porta potty and i came like <laughs> busting out of the porta potty i hadn't even buttoned the top of the thing or put the filmy overlay on and the bartenders were like are you okay i was like i'm fine i'm fine i just i got trapped in the porta potty <laughs> <laughs> Well, porta potties are bad Woo! anyway. I am telling you, it I was so. Imagine a jumpsuit in a porta potty. I'm just, I, I, I won't wear it to another porta potty uh, dependent so, event. I can, t- <laughs> I can tell you that. So, so I'm surprised they had a porta potty. Was this out half outdoors or? It was at a per- it was at a private home. So there oh, were yeah. So they had like the, the yeah. It was at a big private home. So and it looked beautiful. It was great. They were not the deluxe porta potties that we had at our niece's wedding. They were just sort of standard nice porta potties. Oh, once the light went out, it was panicky. So I'm just saying, if you're thinking about a jumpsuit, remember that this is just there are some drawbacks to it. <laughs> so, but I wasn't I the only one. I was not the only one in a jumpsuit. There were Gola May jumpsuits there. There were three or four of us uh, rocking the jumpsuits. Now the jumpsuit is the jumpsuit back now is that it it is yeah it's back okay. there it made a big play this spring and this summer i think okay. you can I... find them on sale now <laughs> so. well, Pod, podma wears some podma lakshmi okay well i guess i think it's, well it's i like the whole idea of just one piece going all the way up yes it's very it was surprisingly flattering on me you know so it was a good look except for um you know <laughs> that except for that so that's tense, Leanne. It was tense, but I got I got the job done. And then we had um, Angie Everhart was the speaker, the model yes. and actress. Yeah, who she's a cancer survivor, so she came and she, she is like a hundred feet tall. I you cannot believe how <laughs> how tall and beautiful she is. Oh my gosh! Uh, so she was she was very generous to show up at this event, and then um, yeah. so it was all in all, tons of fun. I took my friend Susan, and we just we had a great time. So uh, that sounds great, Leanne. Yeah, happy except to raise for money. the pro- good for you yeah. doing a live auction, Leanne. That's <laughs> hard. It is hard. I was hoarse yesterday. It was t- and my legs hurt. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Hurt. Tensed up in the porta It did. Was I think it was. I, just... I think it triggered something. Yeah, you had a major event there in the porta potty. <laughs> Tell them you need your own bathroom next year. Okay, that's good. She'll all start demanding. I'm going to demand a few things. No, happy to do it. What else is going on, Leanne? I haven't seen you at Vons lately. Oh, well, uh, very briefly, I did. I, I have a question for you guys. Uh, I know we're slightly out of order here, but the other day I was at um, Gelson's, the nicer grocery store, and, um, and I saw a dog in the grocery store. It was like a 16-year-old. First of all, I just objected that she was like 16 and she had like a Chanel bag. I objected to that. Oh, but, um, yeah. But oh, she yeah. also had like her little toy dog with her. No, that's wrong. That's, that's wrong, so right? Like right. I couldn't even believe that was legal. They're just everywhere. They're just, they're, they're, they're just the line is completely blurred. People take their dogs 
everywhere with them. <laughs> well, they feel they're entitled the smaller it is. But yeah. I've seen, I've seen other people take. Oh, I see people taking their dog into Pete's Coffee because it's like uh, they have a porch. That's what porches are for. Leave the dog on the porch. Yeah, I don't like dogs where they serve food. I'm not for it. So I couldn't even believe it was legal. And I, I almost complained to the manager, but I just thought that is super cranky. And <laughs> I don't manage this grocery store, too. There's only so many grocery stores I can manage in oh, my no. hometown. I did that years ago in Santa Monica. Remember, I saw the woman with the dog in the frozen yogurt place. Oh, and you said something. And I said something, and it it, it really came back to haunt me. I mean, they, they that was their friend, and everybody was staring at me, and I became a crazy person in the middle of the yogurt store because <laughs> no one would back me up. <laughs> okay, well, I'll back you up next time. I'll back you up. I mean, it's not hard for me to go from zero to 60. Right. No, I know. I know, Sheil. Yeah. In a, a service-oriented situation. <laughs> but when there's a dog or the service is slow, I, I just go ballistic. I know. Oh. Okay. All right. All right, Monica, I know you had a story about a dating yeah, story. I do. Don't I you, do. shockingly? Yeah. <laughs> Sheila, I have a dating story for us. What? Go for it. Okay, I read about this study, and the title of it was The Best Places to Find a Mate Who Has a Job. So this is the list for us. So it was a Pew Research study, and they looked at cities where you had the best chances of finding employed men, employed men versus employed women. So we have to move to Clarksville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> where that is, I think it's outside of Nashville. Apparently, the ratio of employed men to employed women is very good. It's like 145 men for every 100 women. Oh, okay. that is a good ratio. What are what are, the, what are they doing there in Tennessee? Are they are they producing whiskey or bourbon? Their own bourbon? <laughs> There's an army base there, and I think that's why. Oh, army. Oh, armies. Yeah. I think that's why there are a lot of employed men there because there's a big army base there. They also suggested Silicon Valley. Okay. They said there aren't too many women there in Silicon Valley, but there are a lot of men. The that's problem is, idea. Yeah. You know, the problem with Silicon Valley for us is they're all 20 years old. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> that, that, that's not going to work for us. Um, so they also suggested there, these were the best sort of large cities. Because, you know, Clarksville, Tennessee, it's kind of small. Best large cities for women uh, who want to meet employed men were um, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Very nice place. Wonderful place to live. I don't know if you could take the winter, Sheila. And Washington, D.C. So that oh. was good. Now, if you're thinking you want to go small town. And, Did they factor in, excuse me, Monica, for D.C.? I mean, I know that's also a big gay city, too, though. No, this was all, um, this, Single, this study was heterosexual. Okay, all right. You know. they, they, no, they just looked at, that was okay. the criticisms but, of the study, but okay. th this was just heterosexual matchups, okay. men and women. So D.C., Minneapolis, St. Paul. Now, Sheila, if we want to go to like a small town, a small town. We, we, you mean you we, and I? We, <laughs> if we want to go together to scope out men, I like that idea. If we want to improve our chances. Now, 
I'd like to meet a man, but I like to meet a man with a job. I'm not really, I don't really want to meet a man without a job. <laughs> Isn't that a basic though? That has have expectations become so low that it they just need a job. They just they, that, that's it. That's it for eligibility. Well, you have to be single, unmarried, and have a job. Okay. Okay. So what small towns are small open town. to us? Uh, Lafayette, Indiana. I don't know what goes on there. Uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. Oh, oh, for God's sakes. (laughs) You can't go there. I can't go there. I think there's a lot of men there in Bismarck. I'm sure there are. They're hunting buffalo. I don't know what they're doing. (laughs) Employed at hunting buffalo. Okay. What else? What other towns? Uh, Beloit, Wisconsin. Again, they're all cold places, so probably wouldn't be good for us. But I do have a suggestion. You know, I went on that little road trip uh, to Oregon a couple of weeks ago, and I went to Bandon on the Oregon coast. And there, Leon, you may have heard of it, the super fancy golf thing happening there, Bandon Dunes. Right. It's like Scotland. Yeah. Oh. It's a Lynx-style golf course sort of all natural, on the ocean, no golf carts, you have to have a caddy. Anyways, very, very high end, very fancy. And I just drove in there to take a look around, see what I could see, because I've heard it so beautiful. And I'm just telling you that I walked into the main hotel lobby, and I wanted, the restaurant was very beautiful, overlooked there. I walked into the bar, and there were 50 men in that bar and they 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 have jobs they have jobs there was not one woman in that bar and they i wouldn't say they all looked up but they sort of looked and i thought you know a old rich golfer right and they were all dressed up in these togs you know these expensive golf clothes um so anyways i suggest a weekend of Camden dunes <laughs> With with we have to buy some tam shanters. Get a little. <laughs> no, there's some... nothing else there but golf. But you know, having a golfer for a mate is not bad because they're gone for like nine hours a day. I I know that's what that's what everybody says when you get to the end of the road. Take up golf. And, <laughs> I mean, people have been telling me that for years. Yeah, a lot of men like to golf. So Bandon Dunes, I, I think, would be, uh, if you want to find a, a mate who has a job, that would be a good place to go. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's quite a strategy, the two of you uh, sitting in the bar at Bandon Dunes. Good luck <laughs> with that. Like, there's just no chance I would even, like, do that. But <laughs> I thought someone else, if they they were, you know, more aggressive, they would just go there and park themselves at the bar. Absolutely. Meet a man. All right, I have one more story uh, today, you guys. I saw this in the new issue of O Magazine. Uh, Brenny or Brene Brown is one of their columnists there. Um, and she's she's a PhD and she has a whole, like, her whole thing is about, like, daring to do things. She has a book Ooh. out called uh, Daring Greatly. Okay, so, uh, and that would be, I guess, for you guys going to Bandon, Oregon and sitting in the bar. <laughs> that would be <laughs> with, the, with, the, with our kilts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your yeah, and your knee socks, some uh, 
and some Oxford shoes. Um, so anyway, th- this article caught my eye, Sheila, because I thought it actually sort of described you. And the, na- the name of the piece is Dare to Recharge. Mm. Uh, burned out, it says. You need sleep and exercise, but that's only the beginning. And so I oh. look, so she breaks it down instead of like a to-do list. She breaks it down in things you need to dare to do, okay? Mm-hmm. And Sheila, you actually dare to do a lot. Provide the, provide the first one. <laughs> dare to be honest about what burnout looks like. <laughs> okay, for the writer, resentment is a huge warning flag. But I would say that's true for you, Sheila, wouldn't you? You really... <laughs> Yes. Feel resentment I, very strongly, don't you? I do too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Monica and I feel it strongly. We we do. And I th- I, I think I'm, I'm justified in my resentments at this point in my life. So, yeah, I'm burned out. I'll be honest about it. And I resent everybody. <laughs> there you go. Dare, dare, to, dare to do it. Dare, dare to, to be honest. Okay, We're what else, Leah? You're doing Check. it right now. Okay. Check. Dare to set boundaries is the next one. Oh, Just because I, you can do something doesn't mean that you should. Sure, I could take on another couple, but I don't want to. I she, know that's all. That, you're all about that these days. I, I I do less and less and less. <laughs> um, that is my goal right now. Yes, it's all about boundaries. Sometimes I back away from the kids. Don't come near me. <laughs> that's good. All right. So you're resentful and you're pulling up, putting up walls. So you're just, you're on your way to recharging, Sheila. Okay. (laughs) It sounds like it's going in the wrong direction. Recharging. It sounds like you're burying yourself with these daring, daring. What else can I dare to do? Okay. This is, this is the last one. Sheila's already doing it. Monica, I want to know. Self go physically. (laughs) Gluten-free personal pan pizza. Dare to give a crap about anything. No, it's um, pessimistic. Dare to create a clearing for yourself. Oh. Okay. So here's where she actually says, nothing calms me down like swimming. All right. So she grabs her goggles and she heads for the pool and she does a clearing. Like she clears out everybody else and she just swims and swims and swims. So there you go. That is me. Yeah. That is me. I, I should write this article. <laughs> I should star in the movie. Dare to recharge. <laughs> Sorry, Sheila Dolan and, and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Ryan, we hardly knew ye. He's a father now. Oh. Hey, girl. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, anybody have any, anything else? <laughs> Um, anything anything <laughs> no no except just a little tidbit I, I got a speeding ticket last week my friend was outside the urban sweat lodge again this week Leanne mm-hmm. but I was going the speed limit oh good all right oh speaking of that in my goodie bag from the girls night out ladies night out I got a free session at the urban sweat lodge <laughs> so I'm going to, after the thing in the porta potty, there's no way I can do the urban sweat lodge. So if you want it, I'll give it to you. Okay, cool. Okay. I'll do it. I'll, I'll go, I'll dare to, I'll dare to sweat. <laughs> and I'll report back next week. Oh. All right. Well, keep up the resentment, Sheila. You're doing it. <laughs> You're daring to recharge. All right, Monica, have a good week. You have any big plans? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> Working on her glasses. She's 
Yeah, it's just a one-hour day, although I am looking forward to the new Top Chef. Yes. That's, that's starting this week. It's in Boston because there's two young Portland chefs in it. So I think that will be good. I'm still a touch angry over the results from last season. Okay. So I need to get over that before yeah, this. Get over week. it because it's a whole new crew. I know. Two young chefs from Portland. It's going to be fun. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds that sounds like a busy, busy weekend. <laughs> Sweating and watching television. Awesome. And blurred vision. We, we are on our way to a Nobel Peace Prize. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, I hope Julie and Liz don't listen to this show. <laughs> 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 All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.